I've, I've had this, and I just want to quickly share it. Somebody here just needs to hear this. Uh, as we were worshiping, I just felt the Lord keep speaking. I think it's in 1 Corinthians 15. It talks about it. the first Adam being a living being, but the second Adam, Jesus Christ, being a life-giving spirit. And uh, I felt like the Lord say that we're moving into a time now and a season where He's wanting to give life to everything that we do. Not for our glory, but for His glory. And if we will come into line, if we will yield totally to Him, if we will surrender to Him, not our efforts, not striving, not I have to just do this, do that, but if we will just surrender and allow Him to bring life. He wants to be a life-giving spirit. So I, I, I really want us to set our hearts and adjust our hearts to a place where our workplaces will take off. Where our situations, our families, our marriages, our friendships, uh, anything we put our hand to, if we will align ourselves with Him, He wants to be a life-giving spirit into that. Just to let Him breathe, as we were talking about new gifts, just new life, um, just let Him breathe over our lives and watch those things just begin to flourish. I, I, I just sense like we're going to come into a place, and God's wanting to do it, where you will have unexpected Blessings, promotions, God just, uh, things that are, are, will just be released because He's breathing on it. But if we position ourselves in that place by our spirits, even this, this whole morning, I'm just, I was just feeling like God was wanting us to just walk into Him and just make the adjustments, just allow Him to, well not us make the adjustment, allow Him to make the adjustments as I simply yield in humility to His presence. Amen. As, as a church, we are so after... Uh, the presence of the Lord, we're after Jesus, we're after Him um, because we believe that these are, are days now where God wants to captivate our hearts uh, fully, even though He's always wanted that. Um, it's just, these are, these are important days, these are last days, these are days where it's serious. We need to make the adjustments in our hearts and adjustments in our lives so we can be surrendered to His presence so that He can lead us. Uh, last week I just shared about the divine appointments, the divine uh, 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 callings and purposes and plans that God's got for us. We're not just saved, we're also called. And uh, it's not us that are, are, are going to be able to do what we're called to. It's God and His gifts that will enable us to do it and His grace. Amen? And, uh, and I just want to also say this. Uh, I, just, I, I felt like this morning for every single person here, if we will just... Allow Jesus, allow Jesus to speak, um, just allow Him to speak, and then just in humility and meekness, just allow that word to, to, to cause us to adjust, um, then I do believe that we will have shifted uh, something in our lives, even now this morning, um, that will come into line with Him, um, and we will see Him begin to move from today onwards in anything that we're doing. If you're challenged, if you're challenged by stuff in your life, there's circumstances, things that are, are causing you just a hindrance, I just feel like if, this, if today you will just hear Him, if you will just yield to Him and surrender to Him, that thing's going to shift. Um, even now, in the spiritual realm, God is wanting to shift things. And uh, let's just trust Him, um, him to do that. Um, there's so many thoughts running around my head. I want to get to one and share because I feel like the Lord's wants to breathe on that. But can I also just say this? Um, um, over the last sort of week, as God's been talking and saying all these things to me, um, 
I've had a couple of people come to me and they, they, they've been saying, I don't know how to hear Jesus. I want to hear God. Probably one of the, the most popular books on the, on, the, on the shelves of most uh, Christian bookshops is How to Hear God, The Seven Steps on uh, Hearing God and, and uh, Knowing how, this, how to Amplify God's Voice so you can hear it clearly and blah, blah, blah. Okay? I, 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 I want to I encourage us today because I, I want to rather go to the Word of God and I always we go to His Word and align ourselves with His Word. And when we get born again, God said it is... Listen, it is far better for you that I go. Because if I go, I'm going to send Holy Spirit. And then I've got to say, okay, if it's far better, and I, rather than have Jesus right with me to have Holy Spirit, I want to catch what he's saying here. And then when we get born again, we receive Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit comes inside of us. Holy Spirit fills us. Holy Spirit takes control. So now he says, I'm going to send Holy Spirit that's now going to be able to lead you. Right? Then Jesus makes a phenomenal statement in John 10, 27. He says, my sheep, hear my voice. My sheep need to be taught my voice. No, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. That's what the Word says. It doesn't matter what your understanding or your theology or your 17 books that you have read said, that's what the Word of God says. And my job is not to challenge the Word of God, but to yield to the Word of God. So the Word of God tells me that Holy Spirit comes inside of me, and then Holy Spirit has got the power inside of us to talk, to speak, and for me to hear. So it's not so hard. Let me ask you this question. How many of you taught your baby how to hear your voice? Every baby just knows its mother's voice, right? See, that's what's natural. See, Jesus came to bring things back into line, friends. But still, because of religion and thousands of years of utter garbage, friends, we have still believed all these other things because what they do is they come to try and distract us away from the Word of God. So I just want to encourage us this morning that you can hear. You've been given the ability to hear because that's why He sent Holy Spirit. That's why it was far better that He goes so that Holy Spirit could come, so that Holy Spirit can live inside of you, so that Holy Spirit can lead you. It's not so much that you can't hear His voice. It's more about the distractions and the other voices and not listening or not obeying His voice. You see, now the way you can... A walk in this, friends, is you just dare to believe it. Because that's actually the whole Bible. The whole Bible is simply a book about, will you dare to believe what I'm telling you? If you don't want to believe it, you can go and have some fun in the park now and, um, and enjoy and do whatever you want to do. But this is a living word. And if you will believe it, it becomes a reality in our lives. So we dare to believe the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Dare to believe that I can and am hearing Him. And He's prompting me and I'm just being led by Him now. As I walk, it's gone quiet. See, in Romans 8.14, I will get to it, I want to share, but um, just things that have come. In Romans 8.14, as is, many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Now, the religious mind, and I guarantee a lot of you have either been taught this or heard it, 
But the religious mind will say, okay, so there's something we've got to do because those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So we need to now journey and, and work to be led by the Spirit of God again. Everything where you have to sweat and work, just put a flag up every single time. Put a red button go, woo, woo, woo. Hold on a minute. Because it is finished. What he did on the cross is done. As many as are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. What that word son there, huios, huios actually is the correct pronunciation. Huios. Pronunciation. It was more harder to say that word than it was to say the Greek word. Um, But that is a mature son of God. And we go, oh, that's the mature son of God. So those that are led by the Spirit are mature sons of God. So when we are babies, um, then we, um, we, we can't hear him, but then we've got to mature. So now there's huge pressure on the church. They've got to mature so they can be led by the Spirit of God. No, they've just got to get born again so they can be led by the Spirit of God because the, 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 the mature sons of God were, were created because of what Jesus did, not because of what you and I did. And you might go to me, well, I don't know what that is. Well, let me just quickly read you Galatians. Let's quickly go to Galatians, and I will get to the preach. I promise I just... Somebody needs to hear this. Maybe I won't. You're right. Okay. So, in just in, in Galatians 4, let me just read Galatians 4. Uh, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Maybe I should read just the beginning of verse, uh, chapter 4 quickly. Just let me say this. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, Napios, Nappies. Well, that might not be a very good Greek pronunciation, but I'm saying it the best I can. Napios, he is a child, different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by the father. Yeah, you've got this little child, just like all our children, they're under the law, like because they're a little child. There's a whole bunch of rules and things because they don't have a clue what they're doing. And they stop, what? Wait, don't cross the road, look right, look left, or whatever. Okay, yeah, thanks, Dad. And in the shop, no, don't touch because they napios, little child, right? Under the law. But then, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Guess what word that is? Huios. And because you are sons, huios, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a huios. And if a huios, then an heir through God. As many as, as many as are led by the Spirit of God are huios. Well, God tells me, I am a huios. If I'm born again. So that means I am led by the Spirit of God. So now I have an expectation not to grow up one day and when I'm big, I will drink coffee. No, I will be able to be led by the Spirit of God when I'm born again because I have the Spirit of God inside of me. And it's not so much about that voice, but about the other voices that we allow. Okay, I'm going to get to the preach quickly. 
I wanna, what I want to talk about this morning is, is, is just very quickly is I want to talk about the living word. I want to talk about the word of God because I want us to understand that um, there is the, 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 the voice of God um, constantly. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So God is speaking all the time. God is talking to us in our quiet times and our times with Him. But I also want to just talk a little bit about the living word this morning. This, the Word of God. Because I do feel that in these last days, there has to come back a revelation, understanding of just how powerful this Word is. Because this isn't letters in a book. And right now, friends, right now, one of the challenges in the world today, one of the challenges, let me just tell you, one of the challenges in the world today is that this book is very, very close to being actually declared hate speech around the world. Because of the misunderstanding of man and, and, his, and his lack of, 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 uh, of understanding truth and his deception with enemies taking him, friends. And the church, friends, has got to be very careful that we adjust and that we elevate this to its rightful place. It is the truth. And it's the truth that will set you free. So this word is not just a bunch of words on paper, but it's the living word. It actually is a person. If you had to read, um, um, for those that love me to, to read it rather than just to quote it, because uh, I could quote it, but I, I might not do it justice, so I'll just read it. If we have to read in John chapter 1, just read John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made in him was life and if you jumped quickly to verse 14 i know we know this but but do you know it i know you've heard it but are you hearing it verse 14 this verse and the word became flesh and dwelt among us Ooh. you see mary she said, let it be done unto me as you have spoken. And the word was conceived. And the word was birthed. And the word became flesh. The word is living and active. And it's not just letters, it's a person. And his name is Jesus. And when you read this word... And when you meditate on this word, you're not just reading it or meditating on letters. You are inviting, you are opening your heart for a person, the person of Jesus to walk in. Friends, when we're after the presence of the Lord, it's not just about kumbaya and singing and beautiful, because I can't carry around the piano and cell with me, around with me to play, play, so whoo, so I can stay in His presence. Friends, but I can carry His Word. Uh, and in His Word, friends, that's where the relationship and the elevation and the exaltation of Jesus happens just as powerfully as in worship. Amen. It's beautiful in worship because you lose yourself and you can feel His presence and, oh, He's just so good. And then there's traffic and there's taxis and there's, and there's hooting, whatever, and just the, 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 the sound but he doesn't diminish. His word doesn't change. 
in our hearts. Oh, that sounded quite hollow. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oops, we didn't do that too often. Um, you see, stewarding the word is actually stewarding a relationship with Jesus. You see, because what's happening at the moment, around, all around the world, is this thing is just getting separated a little bit. Now nah, we don't have to obey the word, you don't have to worry about the word, but oh, do I love Jesus, and I'm so, and I'm just, oh, and it's just so beautiful, and I just want to stay in this place of Kumbaya, and oh, hallelujah. No, friends, the word, stewarding this word is a relationship with Jesus Christ. So what he says, friends, I just have to yield and I have to obey. So I do want to use uh, something that I, uh, um, Ben actually sent me, a little link um, uh, when Bill Johnson was sharing something. And I want to use it quickly this morning to, to emphasize just something that I believe Holy Spirit's on. And if you go to Mark chapter 4, I, I, I want us to quickly... Um, uh, look at the, the parable of the sower again, and just a couple of things. I know I shared a little bit on the parable of the sower a little while ago, but it just, uh, it just jumped out at me as, as um, Bill Johnson was sharing, and uh, it, was such, it was so powerful. It's, you know with the parable of the sower, there's something that Jesus says there that just should challenge every single one of us. And what it simply is, is this. It says, he says, uh, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Isn't that powerful? That he shared a parable about the sower, and then he's saying that you, if you understand that parable, you'll be able to understand everything. So it's kind of like it's a key to everything else, and you're asking yourself the simple question, why is this the key? What is he actually trying to explain here? So what it is, friends, is a simply it's a parable uh, uh, of a sower sowing seed, but it's the Word. So it's a story about the Word, actually. And he said, if you understand this and you understand everything, and then he, he, he goes on to explain there's obviously four types of soil for those who, who maybe are not fully familiar with the story. And the first type of soil, friends, is, is that, um, that hard ground that's like the pathway um, where you, um, where in those days, just so you know, quickly with farming, farming and what have you, these days we've got massive um, um, tractors with big plows behind them. And we just plow through and go through whatever. Um, but for those of you that have watched The Chosen, you will see the two sons of thunder when they were plowing. Did you see when they were plowing? They pull this frot wooden thing with a, a bit of a hook thing behind, you know, and that thing just bounces along the ground. And if the ground's a little bit better, it gets to, to plow, right? So what they did in those days is they used to toss the seed out first. So you toss, you throw all the seed out, and then you go and plow. And on the pathways... It's very well trodden and walked, and, uh, and there it's really hard, and so the seed can't get in, and, uh, and so the birds just come and they eat all that seed. But the other seed is turned up into the soil, right? Now, what I loved here, just something that Bill Johnson said, he said, if you go to Matthew 13, and you don't have to go there, I'll just quickly go there, but if you go to Matthew 13, it's the same story, but it talks about um, that... Um, it says in verse 18, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. So here in Matthew 13, he helps us understand a little better by saying, if you don't understand, 
So when the word goes out, if you don't understand it, whatever, that's like on the path. So you see, if you, if you want a seed to go in and have good soil, then you've got to understand it. And to understand it, when you have a look at that Greek word understanding, it's an understanding with the full five senses. It's understanding it with an application to your life. So there must be a response, there must be an application to the word, otherwise it just sits there on the top and it's going to get stolen. So understanding is vital, friends. But now when you understand that the pathway is where a whole bunch of people have trodden and spoken, so it's a, it's a way that's been well walked and well used and, 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 and a lot of people and a lot of traffic has been going up and down. So now what happens is God comes and speaks to us and says something on a well-worn, well-trafficked path, and we like, I don't understand because my mom always told me. I don't understand because my wife always said this. I don't understand because circumstances always said this. And then it can't penetrate, and because it can't penetrate, it gets stolen. The word gets stolen away. So I want to encourage us. The fertile soil, good soil, friends. Is soil where we don't listen to all the other voices, but we make His voice the, the loudest and the most powerful voice in our lives. Amen. If you go on Mark chapter 4 as well, just quickly, because this is not really what I want to preach, but um, um, when it says, and they were the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who when they hear the word immediately receive it with joy, and they do not root in themselves, but endure for a while, then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. Whoa. I just love that. The reason why I love that is because persecution and tribulation comes because of the Word. There's something so powerful about the Word. If we can just get a revelation understanding, there's so, some, so powerful about the Word. Not about you. Not about me. About the Word. That tribulation will come and be challenge us because of the Word's sake, friends. From our heart and in our lives, it's so beautiful because it gives us opportunity to choose God. I know Bill Johnson says it's, it's, you've got to have opposition. It's got to be opposed so that you have choice because God's a rewarder. Bible says that you must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So if He's a rewarder, then if He rewards, He's got a reward because you did make a good decision, right? He doesn't just... So He's a rewarder. So the Word... The opposition comes because of the Word. So there's something powerful about the Word that just makes me sit there and park for a while and go, okay, I need to understand this. Opposition doesn't come in because, whoop, I actually read four chapters this morning or because I prayed for 17 hours or because, sure, I can feel my arms tingling or because oil is dripping off my hand. It comes because of the Word, friends. What's dangerous? Not me. The Word is dangerous. So that's why opposition is coming. But then, friends, I've got a choice to make now so that he can reward me. And the choices I've got to honor, the word. Oh, I could, and I know a lot of you know this, but it's just this, it's so good. This, um, and others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things uh, enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. It's just. So mind blowing, it's so radical. It's just, do you understand the power of the Word of God? Do you understand that in the very beginning, when God just, the Father stood there and He spoke and He declared the Word of God created everything that you see? 
the word of God created things into being. Whoa. So powerful, full of power, full of authority. But it says here that in this limited time that we have right now on this earth, this moment, this epoch of time, there is something that can choke the very powerful word of God. And it's the cares. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. Yo, when I saw that, I was just like, okay, Lord, I, I need to understand this a little bit better. And um, what I loved, Bill Johnson obviously has studied it tremendously, um, and he's got a whole lot of stuff to say on this. But I just went quickly to the Greek, Greek word, and the Greek word for cares is merim, merimna, merimna. And you know what the Greek word for cares, marumna, means? It means distraction. So cares are a distraction. Bill Johnson uh, was uh, sharing, and he said um, there's two words for cares. One is uh, divided, and one is divided, one is mind. So he says the word cares is a divided mind. But the Greek word is distraction. So if you follow that through, you'll get divided mind in the two words. But so isn't this amazing that a divided mind can choke the Word of God? And then the deceitfulness of riches. We know that riches lie. It's deceitful. I promise you a whole bunch of stuff it never gives you, no matter what. And, you know, and really, if you don't want to believe me, then go and ask a seriously wealthy person if they're happy. But they were promised happiness if they just hit that first million. Then, then they thought maybe it'll, hit, it'll happen in the second million or the, or the tenth million or the fiftieth million. And you can go, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. If you <laughs> the reality is, friends, it's a lie. True joy and happiness does not come from that. And it's temporary too. And the, you know, who wants to have temporary? Anyway, um, the Word of God is so powerful that it's, it's like a challenge to every single one of us, that opposition comes because it's so powerful, and that I dare not allow the cares of the world, the distractions, to take away from that word being central in my life and me embracing it and me believing it and me walking in it. Amen? Because I believe God is going to speak in these last days now very powerfully through His word. And as he does that, our responsibility, friends, as we embrace that word, is simply to yield and surrender to it, not to become opposition to it. And the problem is, do we understand what, when he speaks the word? Because <laughs> otherwise it gets stolen. I hope I'm, I'm saying a lot of stuff, reiterating over and over. But anyway, um, uh, See, we live up and down emotionally because we're giving um, or considering thoughts that are unnecessary, draining, and unbiblical. You can challenge yourself today. Sometimes we go up and down in life because we are giving attention to thoughts that are draining, unbiblical, uh, unnecessary. Just come into line with the Word of God. So, um, so anyway, and then it says, uh, I love this, uh, which is always a funny thing. It says, where does it say it? It says, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. 
Um, so we've got four soils, all four here, but only one hears. So three heard, but didn't hear, because only one heard with the heart, right? Only one heard with humility and surrender. And then if you just carry on a little bit um, after that, just very quickly, which I loved, when you continue, it's keep the word in its context. It goes on to talk about, um, yes, it says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. It does. Um, 23rd and 24th verse, and he said for them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Wow. Be careful how you hear the measure that you use. Friends, watch the measure that you're using when you hear the Word of God. Are you making the Word of God high priority? Are you making it your emphasis? Are you making it of vital importance? The measure that you measure. Quantity and quality of the Word. The measure that you measure, it's given back to you. Sometimes we sit there and we look at people and we go, wow, that guy's just got a, such a gift of revelation with the Word of God. When it's not a gift of revelation, it's actually simply the measure. Because if, if my, according to my measure, friends, I open the door for more. So I receive more and more and more according to what I measure. So my encouragement to every single one of us today is make the measurement big. Make it big in your life. So the Word of God is huge in my life. I want a huge measure of the Word of God because I'm going to keep getting and then we don't want to read the other part. For the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Ow. <laughs> right? The Word of God. Friends, we are called to embrace the whole Word of God. Paul said, when he said to the Ephesians when he was leaving, he said, I have not failed to preach the whole counsel of God. This is in the Word of God. I don't even want to dwell on it too much today. But just say all the good stuff and all the hard stuff we are supposed to embrace because it's all the Word of God and it's the full counsel of God. And I love also the illustration that Bill Johnson used. He said, sometimes we go and we have this beautiful meal. It's a fantastic meal. And you go, we, I remember we were, we were given a blessing to go to the one restaurant where this chef made this fancy thing and I think it was in French, name, whatever. And um, I don't know what it was, but it tasted brilliant. And then you go ask the guy and you say, Chish, how do you make this, whatever? And he says, no, no, what I do is I put in A, B, C, D, E, and F or whatever and mix in a little bit of G, H, and I, whatever. And you're listening to all this and you're going, oh, God, I don't like that. I don't like that. And you find out that half the recipe you don't like. It's actually terrible. But put all together, it makes the most phenomenal meal. See, this is a whole meal. You have to... You have to understand that you might not like some of the little things, but we embrace all of it because God put it all together for our benefit. Amen. That's what God says. He says, beloved, don't fear. Fear not. You're like, whew, I want to eat that. No, no fear in my life, whatever he says. But I'll tell you what, don't fear that you, the guy who can kill the body, but fear the guy that can kill your soul and body in hell. Huh? I came to give you life. I came to give it to you abundantly. Unless a man dies, unless he loses his life. <laughs> huh? All Scripture is breathed by the Holy Spirit. I've got to embrace all of it 
to be a whole, complete, full person. Amen. So I'm going to embrace all the word. Have a drink. Okay. Is that my hoodie? Is my phone, is that phone singing? Thought, oh no. Oh, 11.45. I've told everyone. <laughs> Let me, no, you can just keep um, signaling and telling everyone. Um, in James chapter 1, let's quickly go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. I'll, uh, um, I will pull this all together in 15 minutes. How about that? Okay, now you have to tell me, babes, because I've got 15 minutes. I'm going to be a man of my word. Okay. James chapter 1, verse 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Ooh, don't you just love that? And receive with meekness. Again, great Greek word, praoutes. It means mildness or humility. Receive with humility the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Guess what that word save is in Greek? Sozo. Ooh, that's not just salvation, friends. That's everything. That's making you whole. That's deliverance. That's physical health. So God is saying, receive with humility the implanted word which is able to sozo your soul. Now you can understand why we get so excited, why we want to lay hands on people to see them healed. Because the word of God is all-encompassing in power and authority, not just to get you saved, so that one day you're going to go to heaven. It's so that it can make you completely whole, spirit, soul, and body. But I've got to receive the word with meekness, with humility. I've got to surrender to that word. I've got to embrace that word, no matter how difficult and no matter how hard it might be. Um, Proverbs 4. Let's just quickly jump into a couple of scriptures. Proverbs 4. I love Proverbs so powerful. Do you know that when you study Proverbs, a whole of Proverbs, all the Word of God, but do you know that when you study um, the Word, you'll realize that the Word always comes with healing and fullness, with always, always, always. Whenever you embrace the Word, it comes with fullness. So whenever you embrace the Word, know that it will come with fullness in your life. So no matter how hard it is, no matter how much like, oh, this is really tough, oh, it's going to be sore, whatever. No, it's going to come with fullness. For a brief moment, you might feel, ah, but ooh, that is so nice. Right? Anyway, uh, from verse 20, my son and my daughter, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Woo! Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. They are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Oh, I'm excited for tonight, for the Word. Do you know why, just quickly, so I'll encourage you for tonight. We can pray now, though. That's awesome. It's because it's, it's just the same. But Psalm 107, verse 20, my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures on healing. It says, He sent forth His Word and healed them. It's His Word. He sent forth His Word and healed them. It was His Word that healed them. There's no pressure on us. I can't heal anybody. It's His Word that heals them. Oh, 
So, oh, they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. You see, often when we're reading the Word, what are we doing when we read the Word? We often read the Word as something we're going to dissect. Instead of the Word dissecting us. Often when we read the Word, what are we doing? We, we study the Word. No, the Word studies us. Oh, so much. So much, Lord, help me. So much, help me. Um, 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. How much, what are we doing for time? What are we doing for time? <laughs> I, I love my timekeepers. You guys are employed from now on. 1 Thessalonians 2. Let's just quickly go to 1 Thessalonians 2. Oh, this is one of my ooh, stirring scriptures. 1 Thessalonians 2, if you go to verse 13. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but as it really is the word of God, which is at work in you believers. Woo, I'll just say that again, because it just sounded so good. When you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. Now, I know other translations have different, but let me just, I'll give you um, a quick synopsis on this one. The ESV says, which is at work in you believers. Which is at work is one Greek word. That word is energeo. Which means to be active, to be efficient, to be effectual, to be mighty. King James Version, I love sometimes looking at the King James Version because the Old English sometimes gets it better. And it says, uh, effectually working or effectually worketh. The Word of God, effectually worketh. You know in James 5.16 where it says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effective, fervent, that word, same word, same Greek word. Energia. You know what it is? Means we get our word from energy. It's the energy of God. How many know that God never runs out of energy? So the word of God is full of the energy of God. It's never going to run out. It's effective. It's working inside of us. Everything that we need is in the word of God. When the word of God is spoken, if we embrace the word of God, it has all the power and all the energy to fulfill that which has been called to. And so just for the sake of time this morning, let me just, I'll touch one more um, scripture, which is Romans 10, 17, um, which faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Now, it didn't say faith comes by hearing the word. It said faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word. Hearing comes by the word. So why does hearing come by the word? You see, because the Word is living and active, it's, if you read it in, in Hebrews 4, it says that it's, it's, it divides between bone and marrow, between the intentions and the thoughts of our heart. So the Word of God is like a mirror, which when we look at it, it shows us where we need to Make those adjustments or what God is, what God looks like. Thank God, it's not what we look like. 
Can you imagine if we tried to make everything fit into how we think? We would just be looking at ourselves. That's pretty dangerous. But you see here, what the Word does is it's cutting. What's the intentions of the heart? It's, it's showing me where I need to adjust and what I need to do. Now, how does that enable me to hear? Well, it gives me the banks in the funnel. Because now when God speaks, I know His Word. So it enables me to hear. So when He says to me, what I want you to do is go over there and rob the bank. Well, I don't know if that's God. Let me think about it. Let me, work. Let me, let me see. I don't know. I don't know. No, I know immediately it's not God. Why? Because I've got banks. I've got a funnel. Because I know the Word. Am I making sense? So, you see, faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the Word. So we build up an ability to hear. And the reason why we build up that ability to hear is because faith comes from the hearing. I don't know if we're getting this, but I don't have time to unpack it any further. I won't, I won't do more tonight, but I will, I will, sh- I mean, today I will share tonight a little bit more about the Word. But what I want us to be encouraged today is I want us to understand that the Word is so rich and so full. And what God's calling us to in this time is to embrace it and begin to allow it to have conception here, see, so that I can understand it, to understand it. See, word come, and we just, when word come, we just kind of go, well, I don't really understand it, and it's bombarded with a whole bunch of other stuff, and, and I'm not sure how, how, how that all fits. You know, I'll, I'll tell you another little thing, because I, I love, you know, Connor always kind of tells everyone, but... Um, you know, I love Adam and Eve in the garden, right? You know, I just love, I love them. Those are my guys. I'm gonna, I want to go sit and have tea with them when, when, uh, when I get to heaven and just chat through that whole process. But you know what I find? <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I find so fascinating? What I find so fascinating is that they're, they're, they're in the glory, right? And, uh, and I promise you the glory wasn't a um, Gauducci kind of outfit or, a, or some kind of suit or what have you that they lost when they fell. Because suddenly they were naked. No, they were always naked. Okay. And there was just the two of them, so you don't have to worry. There was no flashing of anything because there was just the two of them, right? Um, but they were in the glory, and, and, um, and, and they were just yielded to God. They, they knew nothing other than God. So they just, whatever he said went. They just, and, 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 and because they were yielded to God, God never interrupted Adam everything he did. He was just going left, right, and center. He was just going, oh, that big fat thing with a funny thing, I'll call it an elephant. God goes, shop, that's an elephant from now on. Um, he, was, he was just letting Adam name the animals and do a whole bunch of stuff, right? So there's this incredible union. Then all of a sudden, the snake comes in, the little rascal. He comes in, and he speaks to them, and Adam suddenly thinks, hold on a minute. I think I can add to the equation. I also want to do something. Oh. There's so much in this one. But anyway, let me, let me just, I'll just say it like this. And so they sin and they fall. And, um, and they go and they run and they hide. And God comes for His usual routine to come and walk in the garden and speak to them. And they're hiding. And He says, Adam, where are you? And we all know that's not a geographical question. He knows he's exactly where they are. He's got a GPS on them. Because He's just wanting to them to make the adjustment and go, where the heck am I? 
Sometimes when God says, where are you? He's not asking you, okay, no, God, I'm here. I've just been away for a while. And haven't, he's, not, he's asking you, where are you? Why are you behaving like this? Why are you thinking like that? It's me. It's me, God. I'm for you. I'm, I'm, I'm always for you. I'm, God, God is always so for us. So where are you? And then Adam says, no, well, I was naked and I hid whatever. And then he says something very interesting. He simply says, who told you? Why did he say that? Because his word draws. See, that word was a foreign word because it chased them away. See, God's word always draws. Draws us in. Why? Because he's that good. He's so for us. He's always for us. Even when you look at the rest of the story, some guys go, oh, but that was a bit harsh. Whatever, he chased them out of the garden. He was so for them. He did not want them to have to live forever in that fallen state and carry on eating from the tree of, the, of, of life. He had to kick them out because he wanted them, he wanted the situation where they'd fallen into to change. Catch this before you go to sleep. Catch this one. He wanted their situation to change. We don't study the Word of God to find support for what I believe. We study the Word of God so that we can be changed, transformed, because He wants us to change from the state we were in, and He's made it all possible. It's finished. The work is done. It's complete. Now it's about me embracing what He's done. Oh, I could. There's so much, but shall we stand this morning? Ah, I hope I've given you a bit of of. I was. I've been so stirred. Oh, I just, I, I really, even in, in worship, I felt the Lord was doing it. And even now, I just, I feel like Holy Spirit is just doing it in our hearts and in our lives. That um, He wants us to embrace Him, all of Him, all of Him. And sometimes, some of it is, 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 is like, it's tough, it's hard, but we've got to embrace all of Him. Not just the parts that we like. I, just, I, I feel like there's some here that just need encouragement. That even now, you might, it might be you feel I'm, I'm tired, I'm irritated, I, 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 uh, life is done a bunch of stuff, and I've heard a whole bunch of stuff before, and, and it didn't work like it should have, or it didn't work out like this or that, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you today to run to Jesus, and you might be going, well, I don't really know how to do that. Well, He's here. These are not just letters. These are, this is Him. This is His breath. And for others, I feel like the Lord's spoken, and you've, uh, 
and you've not done what he said. And I feel like the Lord's saying to you, you need to repent and go back to what I said. And there's others that God is wanting to speak. And I'm encouraging you to position yourselves to hear. But I really do feel in my heart that God is about to release words and the word over people's lives. And if you will receive it, if you will allow it to germinate in your life, the word will become flesh. And you will experience the fullness of the word of God in your life. Every single word has energeo inside of it to, to accomplish that for which it was spoken. If you will go back, if you will, if you will remind yourself again of those words that were spoken over your life or that God spoke to you, if you will bring yourself back into line with it and begin to declare it, it has the energeo inside of it to make it happen. If you've allowed the cares of this world, that's distractions, to try and choke the word, then just repent and ask the Lord, just bring yourself back into line again. If you've allowed many voices to cause the ground in your heart to be so hard that the word can't penetrate, it's just trodden in that area. And I ask you to invite Holy Spirit to come soften because He's a master at softening hard hearts. Lord, I just want to pray for us this morning by your Holy Spirit that you begin to do a work on every one of our hearts because you are for us. You are so for us, Lord God, and you want us to step into a new season of absolute glory, of joy, of fulfillment. And so I do want to ask right now that you would soften any hardened heart, Lord, that you would silence all the distractions, that you would position us to be a people that would receive your word. And that as we embrace and come into line with the word of God this morning, <laughs> we thank you, Jesus, that you would come alive, that the word would come alive, that the word would go forth with power. That the Word would be activated by faith and obedience this morning. And we would see a fruitful harvest. Some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold, Lord. But always fruitful. Still fruitful, even 30% fruitful, 60%, 100%.
I just feel in the Holy Spirit right now, in the Holy Spirit right now. I feel like the Holy Spirit's reminding some people of the words that's been spoken over their life or a word that they, was, they were given. And just as Jane was talking about the breath of God and just God breathing on it again, I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, just lift that word up to me and let me breathe on it again because I'm about to do something in and through that word. And I love your word of healing, Lord. That by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. It happened on the cross, past tense. You took care of all our infirmities on the cross, Lord. And so we want to speak that word now. We want to come into line with that word. and want to declare it over every single person here right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We say, be healed. Be healed. We align ourselves with that word. We say, be healed. But Lord, I want to align ourselves with the full truth of your word, which is to be healed, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, in our souls. In every way, just sozo our souls, Lord, and our lives. Even now in the name of Jesus. Even now in the name of Jesus. As you just come into line with that word now, let's just believe God for a supernatural um, touch. If it's physical, then just check it out. If it's, if it's, if it's emotional or mental, then just receive it and believe it by faith as you've been obedient to the word of God. But I want to pray today, Lord God, that you would help us to stop being so self-reliant and tr putting any faith or trust in our own ability or strength and put all our faith and trust in your word. And to align ourselves right now with your word and to believe you. And this week, God, I pray that you would help us, every single person as we get up in the morning, as we align our day with you, Lord God, that whatever happens in our workplace, whatever comes our way, that we would uh, go back to the word, declare and speak the word. Even if it's a tough situation that comes our way, we would go back and say, Lord, just thank you that this is who you are. And, and I speak that now and declare it into my circumstance, into my situation. And then trust him and watch our circumstance and situation come into line. Because you're powerful. Because your word is powerful. So thank you, Father, for these beautiful people, for this beautiful congregation of, of sons and daughters of God. Thank you for what you've ordained us and destined us for in the weeks ahead, Lord God, that we'd be people so much of your word that your word would become living and active and alive inside of us. And it will become our life and our testimony so that we can be transformed. God doesn't give us his word so that we can be more clever. He gives us His Word so that we can be more like Him, so that we can be transformed. Will you transform us, Lord? We want to be walking around just like you, living and active. Little words. <laughs> the Word of God. Lord, bless your people. Love every single one of them. Thank you, Father, for this invitation 
this morning that doesn't drive us away. It draws us in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.